Amen, amen, amen. Well, we have a couple other preachers behind me or after me, so I'm going to try to make this as quick and painless as possible. <laughs> but I do believe that uh, the Lord has given me something and has placed it on my heart. I'm happy to be here and happy to be in the church. Amen. I'm nervous, but it's not. <laughs> I, I'm glad to be standing in front of you today. All of you are my friends and my family. Okay. And uh, this is the church body, and yes, I feel sir. safe here, and uh, I'm glad to be here. Amen. If you could turn with me to Daniel 3, 8 through 15. Bible says, there are certain Jew, uh, Jews, eight, okay, wherefore at that time certain Chaldeans uh, came near and accused the Jews. They spake, um, they spake and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee, they serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded them, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up. Now if ye be ready at that time... At, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image I have made well. Amen. He gave them a second chance to bow down. But if you worship not, you shall be cast, in, be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you? out of my hands. I would like to preach today on your response. Your response. Amen. Why don't we give the Lord a hand clap of praise and thank him for being in the house today. seated. So in this text, um, I'd like to fill in a little bit of backstory. I'm on uh, a time limit here. Babylon had taken over Jerusalem and the Jews were under the rule of Nebuch King Nebuchadnezzar. 
And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had good standing with this king, seeing as how they were given control over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Now King Nebuchadnezzar had built an idol, and, and it doesn't say what, the, what it looked like. It just said that it was a golden image. And it was expected of everyone that when they heard music that they should fall down and worship. But there were certain Jews that were not willing to bow down. Out of all of Babylon, just three men stood out and didn't fit with the rest of the crowd. And the enemy starts noticing and paying attention when you don't obey and when you refuse to bow. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego could have bowed. They could have bowed and not worshipped. After all, they had everything going right for them. They were given good position in the kingdom. Amen. But they still did not bow. And some might ask, what's the harm in bowing? I'm not worshiping. I'm just bowing. There's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Amen. But they had an understanding that bowing symbolizes a subjection to authority. And if they were to bow, they would be giving the image a form of authority. Amen. In Leviticus 26 and 1, it says this. Ye shall make you no idols, nor graven image, neither rear you up a standing image, neither shall you set up any image of stone in your land to bow down unto it, for I am the Lord your God. Amen. God cares what we bow down to, and it doesn't matter if we're not worshiping it, we're still bowing to it. Praise God. Thank you. They had a made-up mind that God is the ultimate authority, and I don't care about my position. I still refuse to bow. Amen. To stand tall when everyone around you is bowing to an image is a hard thing to do. In contrast, it is very easy to fall down. Amen. And I would like to point out how they were still in Jerusalem because Babylon had taken over Jerusalem. So there were other Jews and there are other kindred in that land and uh, everyone else decided to bow down but not these three men it's easy to bow down when your boss or co-workers start questioning you about your standards and your personal convictions it's easy to bow down when your teachers and classmates start saying that the church is for the uneducated and it's easy to bow down when your family mocks you and comes up against you but we cannot bow Amen. We, have, we need to have an understanding of what is at stake. We do not bow because we, have an, because we need an example for our accusers. There has to be an example to them that accuse us. Amen. And to be a witness that there is but one God and his name is Jesus. And because they did not bow, it created a rage and fury in Nebuchadnezzar. And so he commanded them to be brought before him. And once they were before him, he gives them a second chance to fall down before the image. He introduces another opportunity and another temptation. Amen. If the devil doesn't get you the first time, he'll just wait until the second time. Or he'll wait until the third time, expecting you to fall down before the image which he had set up. He says that if you just fall down, then everything will be fine. But if not... You will have a fire to face. Then he poses a question to them, a question that is still being asked in our world today. 
Who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Amen. I'm thankful that we know the answer. Today we have an adversary that asks this question. There are people in this world that are intimidated by everyone else that is worshiping the idols of this world. And they get intimidated by the God of this world, the devil. And instead of doing what is right, it would just be easier to lie down and say, that is good enough. I thank God we have godly men and women that are not only going, not going to worship, but they are not going to bow down either. The question that Nebuchadnezzar asks is an age-old question. Who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? The devil has been asking the saints of God this question for a very long time. He makes us believe that we are powerless, and then he tells us to fall down. Amen. He says, your marriage is in trouble. Who is your God? Just fall down. Your children are still backslidden. Who is your God? Just fall down. Your parents are against you. You are suffering from depression. You look a little tired. It would be a whole lot easier to just fall down. All too often we shy away because the task ahead of us looks too daunting. Just like the spies that the Lord sent into the land of Canaan, who when they saw the people in the land that they were of great stature, said, we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. Even though God had promised them the land, moving forward and taking ground from the enemy looked impossible. We made it out of Egypt, didn't we? Sure, God had said we were going to get this land, but haven't we come far enough? Let us just bow down to them right now. Let us just come to this place and bow down. Amen. No need to face giants. I am fine where I am. But no, you're not. If God gave you a promise, then it's time to fight for it with everything that you've got. All the devil can do is to intimidate you. Amen. He can intimidate you from moving forward and make you feel comfortable where you are. And he waits for your response. And on and on, he asks the saints that question. To those who have not bowed yet. When Moses went before Pharaoh, telling him to let God's people go, Pharaoh, sitting high on his throne, said in Exodus 5 and 2, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Amen. There was a man by the name of Goliath. Amen. When Israel was at war with the Philistines, who was over nine feet tall, came and shouted all of Israel, asking, why are you come out to set your battle in array? In his mind, he already won, and there is no hope for Israel. He stands there and asks the question, why are you even here? Why is your battle in array? Can't you see I'm big? Can't you see I'm tall? There is no chance for you, Israel. There is no chance for you, church. Just bow down. Stay where you are. Even in the end times, he will be posing this question. In Revelations 13 and 4, it says this. And they worshiped the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast saying, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? In every case, the enemy is asking from a question of grand stature, always looking down on the church. Whether it is Pharaoh sitting atop his throne, King Nebuchadnezzar asking you to worship a 90-foot tall image, the champion Goliath wielding a 30-pound spear, or a dragon, the enemy is always looking down from the church. But we look up 
not to them, not to them, but to a God who said, let there be and there was. We look up to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. We look up to the Alpha and to the Omega, to the Prince of Peace. He is almighty, he is all powerful, he is everlasting. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen, amen. Amen. So when Nebuchadnezzar asks you, who will deliver you? In Daniel 16 through seven, or 3, 16 through 17, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said unto the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful thee to answer in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us out of the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. Amen. Amen. No matter what. No matter what, we must stand tall. Amen. And all throughout, the church has given a response to that question, who is your God that is able to deliver you out of my hands? Amen. I'd like to end with this. If you, are, if you are worshiping the image, then it's time to repent. And if you are bowing, it is time to stand. And if you are going through the fire, then it's time to get your worship back. And it's time to fight. Because there are people on the other side of that fire that care about your response more than you might. Amen. There are people in this city that are lost and they are dying. Amen. They rely on the response of the church. They rely on the church to be a city on a hill. And we have to stand up to this world and stand up to the devil and say, my God is able. Thank you.